Hello, welcome into episode 358 of Girls Beer Sports, a conversation with girls about beer and sports and whatever else, because it's our show and we do what we want. I'm Carrie, coming to you from Stanley Manor Studios. To my right is Sarah. Hello. And uh, she's on a heater, a streak of five consecutive appearances in a row on a sh- yep. on a show that she started. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. OG. OG. Yes, for sure. But the, yeah, this is five consecutive appearances in a row. Very excited. Walked in the door today. Wasn't sure I was gonna see her. Thought we were gonna have to deal with the bearded one. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, she opened the door. I was like, Oh, it's yes, Lauren. I am here. Yay. I I managed to make it happen. Yeah. So, so exciting. Very, Very exciting. Yeah. That you're here. Yes, and especially on this this wonderful day. Uh, you know, it is Superb Owl Day. It is. Where we celebrate uh, the greatest of all the owls, mm-hmm. right? Yes. The Superb Hopefully Owl. We get to pit his beak. I hope to touch his little beak. We'll see what kind of mood he's in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> uh, I do have my Superb Owl shirt it's on. It's the big Love game. It. it is the big game. We're not allowed to say yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> now we're going to lose what little money we have. Oh, it's no. So, it's so hilarious on QVC. Because, I mean, we watch QVC. I, I think I've talked about that on here before. And we like it uh, in the kitchen with david or whatever mm-hmm. and uh they can't say super bowl on mm-hmm. on that oh, on qvc you're really not allowed right. to yeah. Say, yeah they constantly anywhere. constantly they're selling stuff though yeah. Yeah. yeah they constantly say a big the big game the big game the big game mm-hmm. yeah the big game. it's kind of hilarious but nice. yeah superb superb al um i don't know you know i'm excited that the Bengals aren't in it so there's that yeah <laughs> yeah um, i had uh, i had a lot of my uh my art after school kids um, like three of them were making orange and black oh. bracelets mm. and they were like, it's for the Bengals. And I was like, you, you do know that they didn't get in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> so, are we breaking news to you? And they were like, huh? I was like, yeah, they're not in it. <laughs> it was just, it was so nice this week not to have to go through like a whole like two weeks or whatever because you know there's that week in between yeah um they have to not deal with with that in the bangle uh, oh my god i was just so grateful so grateful yeah. yeah but you know this 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 show will drop obviously after the super bowl yes. is, is concluded so we will find out um i i like the eagles i do i, I like the eagles in it i'm still on the chiefs train. are you on the chiefs train? Yeah. i just yeah. think i think the eagles defense is too good I really do. Well, I heard out at the horse park they have one of their draft horses. They put two buckets of oats out, one with each team's logo on it, and the draft horse ate out of the eagle's oat bucket. Ah. So I've got to go with because he's been that draft horse has been right two years in a row. Really? Well, so I've got to go with the draft horse out at the horse park and go with the eagles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, I my, he's doing my pick this year. I don't care which team wins, honestly, because neither of them are really my team. Fun, right. but yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a winner in the big game. Yeah. Sports ball. No, that's yeah. lame. I mean... <laughs> you just don't care. Yeah, they're just not teams that I really follow. I mean, I follow the Chiefs somewhat, but they're not my team. But Right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm whatever. It's whatever. It's one last football game. Well, until... until well, until what? April? Is that... March, February, Fe- next week. February 18th, the XFL starts. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then There's sh- still something. And then I think in April, the USFL comes back. 
I'm probably not going to watch any of those. I'm going to I'm going to watch I'm, <laughs> just being honest here. I'm at least going to check out the XFL because I was really on the XFL train before it got derailed by 2020. Yeah. And I was actually really enjoying the XFL. Um so I don't know, we'll see, you know, The Rock took over the league um for whatever that's going to be worth and yeah. you know, it's not I think they're still going to have some rules changes, but it's not going to be like, you know, super just out there or whatever. I mean, I won't rule it out 100% that I won't watch it, but I mean, I don't want to say here that I'm going to watch something because the odds are high that, <laughs> that I you won't. won't. You're not planning on making the effort. I'm going to watch the same three YouTube channels that I watch over and over and over instead, probably. So. Well, and it's it's still it's still going to be better than watching UK basketball. Yes. Oh. Ugh. I watched 10 minutes of yesterday's game turned it off and watched one of the most heartbreaking documentaries I've ever seen and it was still more enjoyable. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. So. Yeah, that we we watched, we hung in, we watched the whole thing cuz John just I don't know if he really likes the punishment of of watching them lose or mm-hmm. you know, he just he just won't turn it or turn it off and um yeah, I I've watched the whole thing cuz I'm just so what's the word I'm looking for? Like desensitized, I guess, or just so mm-hmm. like I don't care anymore that I'm just like, well, okay, we'll watch them lose, whatever. But it's just the the effort. You talk about no effort. Yeah. Just the effort is not there. Mm. There's just like zero effort. And I don't care that they did have some people hurt yesterday. Yeah. There was no excuse. I don't think it would have mattered. It probably wouldn't have. Mm. Yeah. No. When you don't care, then there's, it's hard to come right. back from I don't care, which I don't know if they don't care or not, but it, it looks pretty obvious. So, you know, and I guess no NCAA tournament for you again, yeah, right? I'm that's gonna, that's what, that's the way it's headed now anyway. I yeah. assume that there's, unless we win the SEC tournament, we're not getting it. I just, I don't see that happening. And I honestly, so we still have to play Tennessee one more time. Oof. We have to play Vandy one more time. Um, we have to play Mississippi State. We have to go to Florida, and we end the season at Arkansas. Oh my goodness! Right? This yeah, is, yeah. This it's, is built for built for heartbreak. Built, built for destruction. <laughs> yeah, is what it, yeah, it really right. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Even if we were playing well, <laughs> that's not a really good lineup there. Exactly. So, yay XFL! <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> save me from Kentucky basketball, please. No, I do have to tell you. Um, speaking of of destruction, yes. I, I, I just remembered what I did last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went to a show. I haven't been to a show, and I couldn't even tell you how long. Yeah, like I honestly, the last show that I saw may have been that Black Crow show. Like what wow. two two summers ago or Whoa, something? Yeah. I just haven't been to a show. And uh, Heather, friend of the show, Heather, yes. friend of Hungry and Kentucky, Heather, mm-hmm. and co-host of Bourbon Bad Opinions, Heather. <laughs> Um, she uh, she invited us to go, and they had a. I didn't have to sit stand on the floor with the with the masses, which was really nice. We got to be up in the because at Manchester Music Hall, it's basically just a barn, right? If you've never yeah. been there, it's a ba- it's a it's barn, a big huge space. Yeah, and so there's a giant flo- open floor, and the stage is on one end, and then there's a bar on the other end, mm-hmm. and then above the bar there are two like. Um, what'd you call them? They're not really suites per se, but they're just like... Just balcony boxes, seating, essentially. Boxes, seating, kind of balconies yeah. or whatever. Um, but you got to have, you know, special 
permission to get bracelet. There. They had a VIP bracelet to get up there. But it was really nice because there's a, a, a waitress up there that takes your drink order and you have access to your own bathroom. Oh, nice. So that was actually exceptionally nice. And I uh, saw a Guns N' Roses tribute band called Night Train. I feel like I've seen them before. Um, the guy actually really does look like Axel. Cool. Uh, unfortunately, whoever was running the sound last night was awful. I don't know if they purposely had turned his vocals down, but they needed to turn the vocals up. And of course, I stand up there and caterwaul the whole entire show anyway. <laughs> you provided um, your own vocals? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, for the whole box. So, And I, I warned Heather. I said, look, I'm going to sing every word to every song that they play. And she's like, okay, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> of course, nobody wanted to stand next to me, which is fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was just, it was kind of funny because her and John both were like, oh, your voice tomorrow. And I'm like, Psh, I got this. Don't don't worry yeah. about this. I've been... Not your first rodeo. No, I've been training, my, you know, most of my adult life anyway. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun. I will say, too, that I think a couple of times that they're the their guitars sounded off they were tuned wrong or something mm. i'm real picky about stuff like that when it tell. when it comes to when it comes to guns and roses because they are <laughs> I mean, my, you know it so well they're my favorite band of all times right i know yeah. every single word to every single song that they've ever you know yeah. produced or whatever so i'm just and i'm turning to john i'm like he didn't say he didn't sing that right he missed that he's <laughs> john's like, all right. yeah john's like okay <laughs> sure doesn't, john doesn't sorry john doesn't care yeah no john enjoys live music but he's like okay i'm like he didn't hold that note out long enough and he didn't blah 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 <laughs> just going on <laughs> and john yeah he's just standing there like okay whatever <laughs> but it was a good time it was fun it was a lot of fun nice yeah so uh i completely have lost my train of thought at that's okay. Yeah. Anyway. You were talking about the destruction of the UK. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah. They definitely have an appetite for destruction. Yes. For sure. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and go XFL. Let's let's uh, let's see what happens with that. I actually have something in the duly noted nook today, if oh. you can believe it. Can you believe it? Where is um, the nook even at? It's sitting yeah. over here. It's, wow. It's, it's, it's some cobwebs on it. It's really, really dusty. dust it off. Man. You know. <laughs> It had to get it going like the wheels were yeah, very squeaky, like right? Stuck into the carpet. <laughs> I, think I, I think I have the key. I gotta find the key, right? <laughs> very squeaky. Very, very super hey, squeaky. This in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, very dusty. Lots of lots of stuff in here. But uh, Scott, our friend Scott Watts, mm-hmm. he said that he thinks that Kentucky's state aroma or mm-hmm. state stank, if you will, oh, yes, uh, would be fried chicken or derby pie. Oh, I liked both of those. And the uh, I believe the Kentucky for Kentucky people did put out fried chicken candles at one point. Mm-hmm. Well, I know KFC had the yeah. logs, remember? Oh, yeah, and they had yeah. the logs, which were a little suspect um, as, as to <laughs> what a fire hazard that might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the derby pie idea, too. That would actually smell really that good. That would smell good. And I think you can get derby yeah. pie candles, can't you? Oh, I'm sure. I think Probably. you can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I do. I like both of those kind of over what we picked, which was horse manure. Yeah, um, Cause yeah. Because I, I think or grass, bluegrass <laughs> clippings. I also think Kentucky me. for Kentucky actually does have like you can pay them a bunch of money and they give you a little thing of horse manure. Yeah, I think I oh, think nice. that you were correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so thanks, Scott. I, I liked both of those. Yeah, sure. and I can't believe we didn't didn't think of fried chicken. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm 
fried a little chicken. disappointed that we didn't but, yeah yeah we got there so yeah that that's a nook wow okay well <laughs> Is it going to go live with the Crypt Keeper now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dude. So speaking of that, <laughs> I'm just I'm just all over the place today, but that's okay. It's our show and we're we doing do what, what we want, want, right? This is true. Um, you know, if, if, if you've listened this long, you know we can go off on nonsensical tangents and this could be one of them. Uh, so speaking of Tales from the Crypt, I was always a big Tales from the Crypt fan. Yeah. Right? Did you like Tales from the Crypt? I liked it. I found at, at the age I was when it was on, I did find some of the episodes yeah, a, little a little spooky. Sc- a little scary. Yeah. Um, like usually some, they were fine but like every now and then there would be one I'd be like mm, I don't think this one's for me and I just turn it off yeah so. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, I mean obviously you mm-hmm. a big horror fan um, yeah I, I agree with you Lauren I was there's some episodes there's still a couple of there's one episode in particular of Tales from the Crypt that still to this day scares the crap out of me somebody else agrees with you outside <laughs> yes <laughs> child started screaming bloody murder child on bike <laughs> and uh, it's this one and I I want to say it has Morton Downey Jr. in it, I think. But he goes to the 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 little lady who was in Poltergeist. Oh, yes. He goes this to her. House is clean. Yeah, he goes to her house because he's trying to help her kid, and her but it was clean. Her kid's like this shrunken head thing. Ew! And it's real creepy. It's really <laughs> creepy. It's it's still this day. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. There's a, a B-rated version of that that was on in the 80s called Tales from the Dark Side. Oh. If, if y'all have y'all ever seen Tales from the Dark Side, Mm-mm. it was it, it was George Romero. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, he actually it's kind of his creation or whatever, but it, it is it's it's a really D-list Tales from the Crypt. Okay, it's, yeah, they're so bad, and I remember watching them as a kid and kind of being scared of them. So I was killing, trying to kill time before the UK game came on yesterday at noon, mm-hmm. and Comet was running a marathon, and I watched two episodes. They were so bad. I just oh no, it's like I don't remember them being that bad. Like they were terrible. Oh no, terrible. Yikes. So recommend because they're because yeah. they're so bad. Wonder if they were playing them because it was just recently George Romero's birthday, I think. Hmm. So a lot of people on Twitter right. were like going on about that but all of those big like horror movie directors and producers had their own version of tales from the crypt in the 80s like john carpenter had body bags which right is fantastic and With then there's creep show creep show because yeah. that was stephen king right is that stephen king um i feel like creep show was i think so he's in a creep show so as one of the characters but <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Or maybe he just wrote a story for he might it. Have. I don't remember um, who directs it. Because I think my favorite creep show, creep show story is the one where all those uh, the people go to the lake. Like it's a bunch of guys and girls go to the lake mm-hmm. and they're out in the middle of this raft. And this like blob thing is in mm. the lake, yeah, yeah and like yeah, yeah, yeah. one by one picks them all off. And there's nice. one guy that like escapes, and he he makes it to shore, and he starts like yelling at the blob thing, and the blob thing just comes out of the water and gets him. And then you see this sign that had been covered up by brush. It was like no swimming or something yeah, like that. Stay out yeah, stay out of the lake. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. There's lots of good ones. There's I can't remember specifically one that I like the most, but. 
There's some interesting ones. But yeah, Tales from the Dark Side is so bad that I recommend watching it. Nice. <laughs> because now, was it like like Tales from the Crypt where it had like a, a host, uh-uh. if you will? Or was it just like, no, it's just, here's like some stories all right. stuck yeah, together? Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't have like a um, a framework around those stories like Mm-mm. like a lot of those other like horror Mm-mm. short tale kind no, of there, thing so where... so the one one that i watched yesterday it actually had phyllis diller in it for some reason <laughs> i love that but it was a ripoff of a cross between the exorcist and the the ed and lorraine warren you know who i'm talking about uh, the conjuring the, or... the conjuring the oh, paranormal okay. investigators so it was like phyllis diller and this dude were kind of like the warrens and then this girl was possessed and uh-huh. it was it was so stupid. It was beyond stupid. And John's like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, probably should get to what we're drinking. Oh yes, that. Yeah, uh, I'd rather still talk about horror movies. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. We can also talk about what we're drinking. I guess. Um, I have an, another urban artifact because it's my favorite. Apparently, um, fire iron. Uh, let me say that more country. Far iron. I was going to say far iron. Far iron. A tropical Midwest fruit tart. It is uh, kind of boozy for me. It's 8.5%. And it this Midwest fruit tart has half of a pink guava, or a quarter of a pink guava, half of a banana, and three quarters of a passion fruit in each can. Okay. Campfires were crucial to survival on the open range. Fire irons helped maintain them, spreading coals for warmth. Or to cook a meal. Corral some fire iron. It's your next roundup. Are you even from Eastern Kentucky if you don't say far iron? Far iron. I've just been trying to condition myself lately to, to actually <laughs> to say pronounce. the correctly. Fire so, iron. I guess it's actually working. Fire iron. <laughs> fire iron. Far iron. Far iron. Nice. But yeah, it's, uh, it's got a... Fun little guy and a little sombrero with yeah. a little uh, fire, Yay. fire iron. There you go. Fire, fire iron. Is. Yay. Well, I have got something today to uh, kind of uh, ask what the sharing beer was because I was a little concerned about getting something too sweet. So I tried for something kind of that I thought might be a, a nice easy drinker. Um, and this is the Rogue's Honey Kolsch. A Kolsch-style L brewed with wildflower honey. So it sounded like nice, light, and refreshing. And they they always put their little um, scale on the mm-hmm. back with the star. Mm-hmm. So this it does have, it, the sweetness level is the highest level. Um, then uh, tied for next is their malt, bitter, and biscuit flavors. And it has no roasted flavors, according to this little scale on the back. So I wouldn't think it would be in a Kolsch. I wouldn't That'd think it odd. would either. A roasty yeah. Kolsch. Although that might be fun, actually. <laughs> a roasty Kolsch. Roasty That's a fun Kolsch. name. Roasty Kolsch. Uh, this is 5%. So something something a little lighter for all the right, day. All right. Yeah, and pairs well with the, uh, the Sharon beer. Yeah. Which is actually from Sierra Nevada. And this is their Bigfoot barley wine style ale um this is one they come out with every year mm-hmm. there's a new you know it's a annual thing for them yeah and people really really enjoy it first time i had this was on draft and thought it was just amazing mm-hmm. um and yeah they just they put it out every year and uh yeah 
guess I don't know what else to say about it <laughs> other than that. Uh, extreme in the 80s and a force of flavor today. Bigfoot is a timeless beast of a beer, forever tracked for its enormous malt body and sheer hop intensity. Drink it fresh or cellar each year's uh, expeditions to unleash a world of new flavors over time. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I just bought the single. Um you can get them in six packs too. I think. Yeah. Over, so if but. you want to drink a few and then condition. Yeah. A few. And this is the twenty. Yeah. This is the twenty twenty three version. Um, I'm, they're probably still out there. They're not like um super hard to find. Yeah. But when they do come out, people kind of you know grab buy, them, buy up. them up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I'm pairing that with a beer I brought strictly on the name because I feel like I am one. <laughs> and this is from Magnanimous Brewing. And you had Magnanimous uh-huh. not too yeah. long ago, right? I think we've had a few. Yeah. This is their Juice Lord. <laughs> juice Lord. I might be a spice surf, but I am a Juice Lord. <laughs> nice. Damn it. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Lordy. This is just an IPA with Citra Mosaic and Vic Secret Hops. So, yeah. And nice. it's got a lot of writing on the can. The Lord demands the attention of your senses. Admire as your nostrils freely bend the knee and encourage the consumption of the sumptuous beverage. Reflect on the etiquette, yeah, no, exquisite, I'm sorry, expression of the freshest hops in the land. So, Juice Lord. Nice. Juice Lord. All right. Um, we got two RIPs this week. Oh, no. Yeah, and one of them actually is a personal, it's very personal to me. It's very personal, and I'm actually kind of sad that it's gone. Mm. Uh, it's 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 not necessarily dead, because I think it mm. will be resurrected at some point okay. by somebody, okay. um, but it is dead to me. Okay. Officially. Is this something uh, like swimming in a formaldehyde jar somewhere? No, 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 um, but actually we'll, we'll get to the human RIP first. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's RIP to Bert, Bert Bacharach. Yeah. Oh, yes. wow. American song led, writing legend. He was still alive? He was 94. 94. Oh, gosh. Right? That'll make you think. Good for him yeah. for making it that long. I'm not going to sit here and confess to know a bunch of Bert Bacharach songs. But every time I hear his name, I just think about Austin Powers when he's like mm-hmm. walking through the streets and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, Burt Bacharach. And then he just starts singing his song. That's exactly what John mentioned. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. he was in Austin Powers. It's been so long since I've seen Austin Powers. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think Ra- Elvis Costello is there too. Maybe. Raindrops keep falling on my head. I mean, he just his song catalog is huge, and he yes. wrote he wrote for a ton of people, mm-hmm. like a ton of people sang his songs. So you know, when you when you talk about, I guess, the American songbook catalog, yeah, like his footprint is all over it. Yep, you know, you've, you've got your 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 other people like. Uh, uh, Steven Stonheim and uh, um, who else am I thinking of is like you wouldn't know because you hate uh, uh, musical <laughs> theater but uh, who am I thinking of Stonheim and I don't know there's a couple of other people that like in the pantheon of American songbook that you would yeah. think of right um, big he, songwriters yes of the, uh-huh. yep. the, uh, and Burt Bacharach is one of them yeah, yeah. so yeah, sadly he has passed on um, alright so <laughs> This personal RIP that I've been teasing you all with. And, okay. he, and, and they don't know what it is. Because no, we don't. We were trying to yeah. guess. I refused to, tell us. refused to tell them at the beginning of the show. And uh, my mom texted me uh, the other day. 
and said that she finally got rid of her landline. Oh. So, so the phone number that I have had my whole entire life growing up, yeah, um, five eight six seven eight six one, yeah, is no longer. Yeah, <laughs> it went from a six zero six to an eight five nine, but it's <laughs> one number that I, you know, is, is always I, that's one I remember. One number to rule them all, right? <laughs> that, but that's one to this day that I could still remember. Yeah, um, it's like one of three that I have memorized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to have a Rolodex of phone numbers in my head. That's oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Not me. I, I could, man, I could rattle off people's numbers. Yeah, I knew, I knew all my high school friends' right? phone numbers, just had all of them memorized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you know, the, basically after high school and I got a cell phone, I stopped doing that. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I and mean, then the, all that knowledge, like, dripped out of my head. So, yeah, pretty much the only number I remember is my childhood. Well, obviously, like... I, I know a few phone numbers now, but like the only one I remember from my childhood is my my childhood home phone number, yeah. which mine uh, mine became obsolete. Uh, I think probably about like I don't know uh, nine or ten years ago, probably. So yeah, I yeah. know I know the feeling. It's well, a sad it's day. Sad, sad day. Yeah. yeah. Are are you planning on though? You can always use that number for something else, like passwords or something. Oh, I use my childhood phone number as my Kroger ID number. Oh, oh wow. me too. So every time I go to Kroger, I type in my childhood phone number, and it it brings me delight. Hmm. Me now, too. And my mom is always like. What if the people that have that phone number now want to get a Kroger Plus card? And I'm just like, too bad. <laughs> too I bad. guess I'm going to use their cell phone because this is the number that I'm using and I'm not changing it. Yeah, yes, no, ever. I, I never thought about that. Um, the number that I use for everything in my life is 1013. Um, hmm. It's an X-Files reference for anybody out there who gets it. But and the, for anyone out there who wants to steal your personal information, sure. there's yeah. a password right. for everything. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean it's it's part of a it's it becomes part yes. of my yeah, password, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, but um, it's it's I mean it's all over my email. I mean my email, well, my Gmail account is Carrie Lewis ten thirteen. Oh, I wondered where the ten thirteen. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and then I have a Yahoo account that's uh, C Russ ten thirteen or something. So ten thirteen is something that I have been using for a very long yep. time to 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 mark things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, it's just an end of an error. And when I say it will be res- resurrected, I look this up actually. And um, the phone number can be repurposed in 45 days. There's like a 45 day wait period. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then it'll be repur- it can be repurposed back into the world. Oh. So it could be re- resurrected. And I hope whoever gets it, treat it nicely because it was a very good number for many years. Yes. <laughs> yep. Of course. But, yeah. I wonder how many, like, how many people are clamoring for a landline these days? Uh, you know. Well, we still have one. That's weird. Yeah, that I, is I, weird. <laughs> I haven't had one since I lived in my first college dorm. Yeah, I think yeah, my dorm was the last place <laughs> I had a landline in. Yeah. I tell, I keep telling John to get rid of it, and he won't. He won't do it. So I don't know. Like we don't even have the phone plugged in anymore. I mean, you're just, well, yeah, because you're just getting telemarketer calls, probably. Yeah, it's and the only someone called in it. the middle of Hinky once, and angrier <laughs> I've not seen Carrie. I was pretty mad. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah the fat phone ringing because that's a hard that's hard to cut out like is it's just ringing in the background right next time you should answer if that happens again if the phone just magically plugs itself in and it rings on a podcast you should answer it and I, see see what uh, they they have to say yeah. see what the telemarketer wants to talk about 
That's a good point. Tell them to join the podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> so yeah, I just, uh, sad to see it go. End of an era. So yeah. yeah, thank you for your contributions to society. Burt Backrack and my old childhood phone number. Salud. All right. Uh, a couple things going on in the world of sports. I mean, obviously the big game, which obviously. we kind of talked about here yes. at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. But a couple of other storylines from that that are kind of interesting. Um, first time that two African-American quarterbacks will be playing against each other mm-hmm. oh, wow. in the game. So, yeah. um, Very cool. Uh, now, Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts. Oh, cool. Yes. So that's kind of cool. And then... Uh, this may be the first time for this too ever is two brothers are playing mm-hmm. opposite each yeah, other. Yeah, it right? is. Yep, the Kelsey brothers. Kelsey so, brothers. Yeah. Either way, their their mom's a winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's she's been all yeah, over. She's like the star. I'm of sure. The Super Bowl this Good year. for her. I also saw. I didn't because I'm famous for watching videos without the sound and just reading the little mm-hmm. subtitles on Twitter. There's a video out about the third Kelsey brother. That uh, is it <laughs> fake or is it real? I don't know because I wasn't like fully engaged with it, but it's just like I mean, if he's really their brother, he kind of looks like them, I guess. But he's just like tall and scrawny, and he's like, yeah. I mean, I know they get all the attention, but I'm still here, and I just wish that like people would pay attention to me. And then it cuts to him calling their mom, and then he's like, Mom, why don't you ever wear my jersey? And she's like, well, honey, I think we had to give it back to the school when the season was over. (laughs) And then he was like, but you could have at least, like, lied about it and kept it. And she was like, no, they really wanted it back because it was just, like, so clean and in perfect condition. And they really wanted to use it for another person to use. Like, it was the best jersey I had. Just, like, ribbing and doing the whole time. So, I don't know if it's real or not, not, but... Either way, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, I was she, chuckling. She she seems like a very nice lady. She's just been all over the place mm. uh, this last week, okay. and she's got you know she's got the split jersey where That's one cute. Tra- one side's Chiefs and one side's Eagles. And actually, there was a there was kind of a movement, a little bit of a movement going around for her to do the coin toss. At, oh, at the at the at the cool. game, right? But I don't think I don't think she's yeah, probably gonna not. do that. But I'm sure she'll get tons of camera time. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she already does anyway. She's pretty famous too for like um, flying like all across the country the same day to, to see watch them. them play. Yeah, yeah. like oh, she'll wow. she'll start the day in Philly and then she'll fly to Kansas Aww. City for a night game. What a good mom. Yeah, she seems like a nice lady. So here, so let me ask you this question about the big game. Obviously, she's getting in for free. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would hope so. So tickets, I think tickets I saw some upwards of like $5,000. Oh, my goodness. It seems cheap. To for... go. You know, that's one thing, like much like the Derby I have zero desire to go to the Super Bowl. Like yeah. even if the Steelers got in it again, I would I would much rather be at the bar or whatever. Yeah, I don't and, think that you would have that much fun actually in it. It's just like a logistical nightmare. I think so. Like like paying for it, getting a hotel for it, getting inside, like it would take forever. Just basically you're just going to stand in lines in a giant crowd of coughing angry people. But then there's just there's just there's people out there that have been profiled on very, you know, ESPN and other various news outlets and things that like that they have a group of people and that is their kind of claim to fame is they've been to every single Super Bowl. And I I'm mean, like, those are people who don't mind standing in lines, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Those are people who don't mind large groups of coughing people <laughs> elbowing each other. I just I, would you ever go? I Sarah? mean, I'd like to go to just an NFL game in general because I've never been 
But I don't know about, like, the Super Bowl. Maybe if my team was in it, but let's face it. That's where <laughs> yeah. another 15 years away from that. But um, I don't know. I guess if I didn't have to pay, if someone just handed me a ticket, a it's legit true. ticket, and said, hey, have a good time in the Super Bowl on me, yeah, I'd go. So if I got a free ticket, then you're talking, then that's... But you still I got still it. had to pay for my food, and so which right. is fine, because... You still because, have to find a hotel. You're still yeah. going to have to, like, jockey your way and into the stadium and through the lines, yeah. and, like, you're still going to have to basically hold your pee the entire time, because <laughs> there's no way you're probably ever going to make it into the bathroom yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, the logistical stuff is kind of nightmarish. And then how <laughs> far in advance, like, do you have to get a hotel now for next year's Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Bowl? Oh, oh, yeah. They're probably definitely. already booked. Yeah. They're like, probably already booked, yeah. And then what do you do? Your team doesn't make you just go watch two randos? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to watch... Or maybe I would go to watch two randos because there's no stakes. the randos would almost be more fun. Yeah, because then you can enjoy yourself Mm -hmm. in the environment and you're not just like pacing back and forth and real nervous. And then you're not worried when your team loses and you start crying and acting like a blubbering idiot. Right. Yeah, you're not worried like you're while you're in the nacho line, you're going to miss some like, you know, incredible play play from your team. Like, you know, you're like, oh, did I miss something? Oh, well, hey, I still got nachos. Yeah. (laughs) I do want to go. I would like to go to some, just like any kind of professional sports, because I really want to try stadium food. Oh, yeah. yeah we never did make it to Atlanta. We didn't. To have um, that burger, the $152 burger. But yeah, that's that's definitely, it's, uh, they got they got some good food. It's it's expensive, but it just it's just like being at, at Commonwealth Stadium, hashtag not my Kroger <laughs> Field, and the fact that it's only in one certain section of the stadium. So depending on where you are, you've got to walk all the way around and, you know, get the helmet yeah. nachos. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It depends on which stadium you're exactly. in, though, what sport it is, too. Because yeah. I will say, uh, I mean, if you go to a Cubs game at Wrigley Field, that's not a very big stadium. So yeah. it really doesn't take that long to walk. No yeah. matter where you're sitting, it doesn't take that long to walk to the food. And I've seen a lot of YouTube um, videos about people going around and showcasing all the food at stadiums, mm-hmm. depending on which stadium. And there's like basically every 10 feet, there's really good right. food everywhere yeah. you go. So yeah. um, it's just, it's just a real possibility, Carrie, that hashtag not my Kroger field sucks in the food department. Yeah. I think they the just everything might departments. I think uh, they might yeah. just be failing at this. Well, they're they're failing my section anyway. Yeah. Although they did, they have added giant, which I meant to tell y'all like a month ago when I saw it. They have added a giant UK to the outside of the scoreboards oh. and it lights up when it's dark. So really? that's pretty cool. Okay. Mm, yeah, the, the few times I've had to go into work at the literal crack before of dawn. crack of dawn this past few weeks so it's been lit up and it looks really cool yeah we haven't been nice. out there obviously so i have no calls to go out there currently yeah. <laughs> um i don't really if if i'm going to that side of town i tend not to go by the stadium because there's no reason to yeah and traffic's right? usually pretty bad over yeah, there yeah yeah, yeah. so oh, i had to check that out though yeah. um but here's kind of a cool story you know speaking of people you know going to the super bowl like making it a tradition and there's people yeah. been to every one of them or whatever that would be cool if that was your thing yeah right and there's this dude 94 year old nfl groundskeeper george tama dubbed the sod father I which this, i yeah. love that's adorable has tended to every super bowl field in history but is preparing for his final big game at number 57 as he calls time on a legendary career it's pretty impressive yeah. um, to have been a groundskeeper 
at every single Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, saw a picture of him, and he had his little sod father shirt on, yeah, the Godfather did. font. Yeah. Oh, oh, cute. Good yeah. for him. That's pre- it's pretty cool. And what an important job, too, actually. Right? Yeah. You know what it made me think of, though? It made me think of that episode of King of the Hill where yes. with, the, with the super old groundskeeper mm-hmm. at the football field and he keeps like screwing it all up. Yeah. And then and they like, take over. the guys come over yep. and take it over and he takes the credit for it because he's actually just an old codger piece of crap. Ah, yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> so Tom began working on the fields for Super Bowl One in 1967. He revealed that they had a budget of just $500 for his first few games, but that figure has skyrocketed with recent turfs costing around $7. $750,000 wow. and requiring a team of 30 people. That's and so I'm assuming that, so for the Super Bowl fields, do they, are they all turf then? Yeah, are they all they're real? All, yeah, they're all real grass. Real grass? Uh-huh. So this, oh, year, cool. this, this year's field at the State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, roughly cost roughly $800,000 and took 18 months to grow. Yeah. So they specifically because it's Arizona, right? <laughs> You're growing a giant field of grass in Arizona. <laughs> That's amazing. So he says that um, he think that Tama thinks that the um, the uh, grass for this year's Super Bowl yeah. is the second best best grass that he's had in 57 oh, Super Bowls. It's the best. It, it comes from West Coast Farms located here in Phoenix, and it's a beautiful type of Bermuda mm-hmm. Tahoma. Yes. And it's outstanding on the field right now, even if it's getting beat pretty good by the halftime show practices. That is one of the tougher kinds and of grasses. I'm sure that that yeah. hurts his heart to, to see these people beating the grass up on these halftime show practices because, you know, they got to sure. wheel the stuff mm-hmm. on and off the field and all that kind of thing. So when asked which team he would be rooting for, the Pennsylvania native said he'd been told by the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, that he had to be normal as he worked for the league. But Toma did admit he had told Goodell back in 2020 when Kansas City played in Super Bowl LIV that he had to stick up for the Chiefs because I work for the Chiefs and Lamar Hunt and I are very, very close. So he actually works for the Chiefs. Or he okay. started working for the Chiefs. That was so he started his career as a groundskeeper at age thirteen in nineteen forty two. Oh, oh wow! Gosh. I bet back then they were just like, "Hey, little kid, you want to rake this grass right? this yeah. afternoon?" He's he, like, "Sure thing, Governor." <laughs> I'm assuming he probably didn't talk like that, but in my mind, he yes, does. Yes, he was in the 1800s <laughs> England when he did yes, that, yes. and he has like a little little newsy cap <laughs> and like breeches on and the little tall socks. Most the grass, the little like the, the little manual, rotary. Like, yes, <laughs> no son of mine is going to be a, a Cockney boot boot black or whatever it is at Homer. <laughs> yes, that's what Bart's always trying to do. That. Oh yeah. So so he he worked as the groundskeeper for the for the Chiefs in 1963. He also has two Olympic games in his portfolio, having worked as head groundskeeper for the 1984 and 1996 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles and Atlanta. Whoa. He started his MLB career in 1957 as head ground head groundskeeper for the athletics and made his name transforming municipal stadium municipal stadiums notoriously poor field into one of baseball's best he went on to oversee fields in kansas city for both the royals and the chiefs his legendary career has earned him places in halls of fame across both football and mlb he was honored by the pro football hall of fame in 2001 as recipient of the ralph hay pioneer award so this guy is ate up with grass yeah (laughs) but like did, did you hear some of those locations? Like he's growing grass in very different climates.
privates. Right. Yeah. Like, I know it just seems like, you know, oh, just toss some grass seed out and throw some water on it and mow it every now and then. But, like, if you're trying to get grass to grow in, like, Arizona and in Kansas, yeah. those are two very different I mean, the, places. The soil, the pH is different. The soils. The I mean, soil is different. Yeah. The lighting is different. Right. The yeah. heat, obviously, is different. I mean, that dude's got some serious knowledge. Right? Yeah. Sure real. So he joined his mentor, ML Bossard, as the first inductees, and I had no idea this is even a thing that existed, into the MLB Groundskeeper Association Hall of Fame. That, that makes my awesome. heart so in, happy in that 20, that exists. In 2012. I really hope they also have like a hot dog vendor Hall of Fame and everything mm-hmm. else. Like, I hope every job in the stadium has a Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, and, and yeah. this is this is kind of a great quote, too, in, in talking about that that halftime practices or whatever i don't like he says i don't like them stamping on that good grass he admitted <laughs> with a smile when asked if he has seen halftime head- headliner rihanna's rehearsals because rihanna's going to perform at yes. halftime. yeah after they get rehearsed we spend hours with brushes brushing it up to bring the leaves to stand up again oh wow so this guy i mean good for him like that's not an easy job first of mm-hmm. all and you know if the grass is if, if the field is is garbage like you you not know only it. <laughs> yeah well and not only does it show on the tv but i mean like they can actually be dangerous to players can be. too yeah. whenever you're playing at that level i mean like they kind of expect the the you know fields to be up to a certain Absolutely. level yeah and safe for them to play on so yeah. if it's not when they get there like people can get hurt so yeah dude you know laugh if you might but dude right? has a pretty important job yeah. actually yeah. and like that's a whole i know i'm uh, i feel like i've said it a lot on here but as a alumnus of the college of agriculture yes um like this is an actual like major that mm-hmm. you can go to college yes. for it's, uh, something soil, soil management plantings, or something like soil that. science yeah yeah like but like people get that degree and they mm-hmm. work on football fields they mm-hmm. work a lot on golf courses because yes. golf courses are a lot more like difficult to maintain than you would think that they right are. oh yeah well yeah. and if you've ever seen augusta in the winter it it looks nothing like it does on tv when the masters comes along it is yeah. like brown and dead yeah mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. will say there was no word if he's trying to create a blend of grass, uh, a cross between Kentucky bluegrass and something else that you can go out and play nine ho- 18 holes on and then get stoned the bejesus uh, <laughs> later that night, uh, a la Car- Carl Spangler nice. in Caddyshack. Um, but yeah, man, people don't understand. You just don't go and mow the grass. Like, there's yeah. a lot of science that goes there's into it. There's a lot, a lot. Like Lauren was saying, uh, all the pH levels mm-hmm. and the soil conditions well, and, and, and weather and all that stuff. Too. And obviously, this guy didn't go to college for this. Um, like, no, he has he's just been doing it, learned it, yeah. and and like has has worked with people. Literally, it's been his whole life, his whole entire it. life. It's that's awesome. Like, you just don't see that anymore. You know, you know what? what I'm saying? Although, I wonder what this guy's yard looks like at his house. Mm-hmm. You, that's you, a good question. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Doesn't even have grass. <laughs> I bet it's a dump. I bet like it's full of weeds. He just ripped like, all the grass up and put down. I bet it's a dump. <laughs> Yeah, because, well, you know, by the time it's you get home, you're like, concrete. oh yeah. my God, I don't want to deal yeah, with that Yeah, I don't want to see another blade of grass again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I I saw this story and I was like, that's actually kind of cool because it's one of those things that you, you don't think about that goes on behind the scenes in sports, you know, and not, yeah. not just the Super Bowl, but like we were saying, like golf, baseball, any it, it, outdoor played right? sport, anything yeah. that's played on grass, or, which you know. is most outdoor sports, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a science to it. That's yeah, for, for sure. sure. That's so, pretty underappreciated. Probably. I thought it was a cool little story that yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. to share with you all. Yeah. Uh, like cool. I said, kind of behind the scenes and how the. I wonder if know. he's ever done like race tracks for like horses because they do have turf, turf tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's all they have in England. Like, yeah. They don't have dirt in England. I wonder. I you wonder know where he grew up. Science. Yes. None. That's where he got his little <laughs> his little newsy cap <laughs> and his breeches from. Oh, son of mine's gonna be a Cockney <laughs> boot black. <laughs> no. What did I tell you about? No, no, no Cockney boot black. <laughs> Because that's when Bart gets kicked out of school. And he's like, I know. I'll make my way as a cockney. Shine your shoe, governor. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good episode. But yeah, so I just wanted to bring that story to you all. Very cool. Speaking of bringing stories to you all, it Mm -hmm. is now time to bring you the GBS News of the Weird. (laughs) Dateline South America. Venezuelan man becomes first person to be tattooed by a monkey. A Venezuelan artist and social media influencer recently generated controversy online by letting himself be permanently tattooed by a small monkey. Funky Matus is no stranger to tattoos. In fact, he holds the Guinness record for the most signatures tattooed on his back, over 220 of them. So I think we actually we actually talked about this guy. We had a we had a GBS News of the Weird story oh, okay. about him having all those signatures. His latest stunt can be described as unusual even for him. News outlets across South America have been reporting that the Venezuela-born influencer trained a small monkey to handle a tattoo gun and then let himself be tattooed by the animal in what is considered a first-of-its-kind experiment. Apparently, Funky just traveled to Mexico and found a guy with some pet monkeys (laughs) and a tattoo shop owner crazy enough to let the animal work its magic on the influencer. After an hour of training with two monkey trainers, the little guy became a tattoo artist. He told reporters, not the monkey, but the the guy. (laughs) (laughs) The monkey spoke up. Told told reporters that all precautions were taken for this event, guaranteeing the safety of the monkey and all those involved in the event, including sanitation measures. The unusual experiment went viral online soon after a video of the inking process was posted on social media and ignited a fiery debate. While some applauded Funky for pushing the boundaries of tattooing and showing the world how intelligent monkeys really are, there were also those who accused him of using the animal for attention. He said, the intention with this tattoo was to create the logo of the NFTs project that I started with my partner Andy Williams, the F8 Club. And while the tattoo itself wasn't the best in terms of quality, the event was a fascinating look into the capabilities of these highly intelligent animals. Huh. So if you looked up a picture of this, so somebody's actually holding, the monkey is legitimately holding the tattoo gun, but somebody is holding like the monkey kind of upside down <laughs> and the monkey's got the tail wrapped around the person's arm or whatever. And there's a little spot on the, the, the tattoo artist's leg that they've taped off, kind of corned off, corn, corn, cornered off so that the monkey can just kind of like... And it's kind of like, it's not even a shape. It's just like a blob of ink. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, he's holding him upside down. Oh, wow. The guy's face. (laughs) So, it's more like a blob of ink, kind of, than an actual shape, necessarily. 
Yeah, it's yeah. It's less like the monkey's really doing it, and more like the monkey's just holding something, and he's just like a yeah. It's like I don't know if you you know try to tattoo someone by using one of those little plastic grabbers mm-hmm. yeah. and holding the yeah. tattoo gun with a plastic grabber. Except in this case, it's a living, breathing monkey. So I don't know. Would you let Would you let a monkey tattoo you? God, uh, no. no, no, not even in this circumstance situation where there's obviously like. It's a controlled environment. It's just not a crazy monkey running around with a tattoo gun. (laughs) Which sounds amazingly entertaining and also terrifying. Um, But no, there's no way I would do this. For one thing... I don't know, like, monkeys aren't super clean. Right, they have. Yeah. I mean, I guess they made him wash his little hands. As <laughs> much as much as monkeys are cute, they they are animals, and they yeah. have diseases, and, yeah. and they spread things, and they, yeah. they throw their own feces. Yes, and they do, and it's they're very unpredictable. Me. Like, they are wild animals, even if they are a trained wild animal. They are not domesticated animals. So, like, that monkey could have done anything with that tattoo gun at any point during that. I mean, have you seen monkey shots? Have you seen the movie Monkey Shines? I've listened to a podcast extensively about it. I'm so, not watching it. So Monkey Shines, in case you're unfamiliar, is a horror movie from the 80s where a helper monkey goes crazy and kills people. Okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen that movie. I know what that movie is about. I haven't seen that movie, but I have heard the horrible stories of where, like, you know, pet monkeys, like, rip people's faces off sure. and stuff. Well, and then, of course, again, bring it back to The Simpsons. Pray for Mojo. Yeah. He, just, he, he just lays there struggling to breathe. <laughs> no one gets the help for monkey. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Sarah, yeah. You're, you're a no-go on the, the monkey tattoo? No, oh. I haven't even let, like, a human tattoo me. Why would I let a monkey tattoo me? I mean, not to say that I'm not open to getting a tattoo, but I am not open to a monkey. One, <laughs> sorry, or any other kind of animal. Let's not just hate on the monkeys. Like, right. Well, yeah. and, and I get people... Like, I wouldn't let Princess Buttercup over here give me <laughs> yeah. a tattoo either. I mean, I so. love animals with jobs. Don't get me wrong. But this is a job I don't think that animals should be doing. That's, no. and that's, that's fair. Maybe they should have had the monkey do like a doodle on paper and then get that like drawing oh, the monkey yeah, yeah. transcribed into a tattoo. Yeah. That I, makes more sense. I like that, that idea better sense. than yeah. actually giving a tattoo gun to a monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't know. I get the people that are, are upset, like it's monkey exploitation or whatever, but it doesn't seem like it hurt the monkey and the, the monkey wasn't no. like, you know, yeah. it, it, I don't think the monkey was harmed. Probably not, but it was a weird thing to ask the monkey to do, though. Let's I, I be do, honest. Lauren, I like, it was a weird I thing like, to ask him to do. Yeah, I like your idea better about, like, the... Yeah, yeah. Have, him, have him do a doodle, and now then get the you, doodle If you really wanted to impress me, train an elephant to use a tattoo gun. <laughs> yeah. With the trunk. Right? I, I honestly feel like an elephant would probably be a lot less terrifying than a monkey well and also this is a this was a it's a small monkey so it's probably like yeah, it's, it's like not a, a spider monkey but it's like a, a capuchin yeah kind of. it doesn't i don't think it is a capuchin but it's like about that size like i don't think i don't think i would trust like a chimpanzee because they can rip your face off yeah or like right? a baboon yeah mm-hmm. oh, that would God. probably just like throw the tattoo gun in your eye and <laughs> yeah, eat your leg like a dart. <laughs> <laughs> Baboons are crazy. Yeah, they are. They're so scary. Like, they're yeah. crazy and mean. Have you seen their teeth? Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. Baboon would be a no go for me too. <laughs> and that's a horror movie. There. Probably baboon tattoo artist. <laughs> probably not a gorilla. Um, like an elephant would be super cool though. I think an elephant would be cool, or a dolphin. Can you a think dolphin. you could get a dolphin to do How it? How would the dolphin hold it though? <laughs> in its beak. In its- <laughs> 
its beak. In its, with its dorsal it's, fin. And they, in its, you tape it to the fin. What's the, Put it in the blowhole. In its, <laughs> oh, there you go. I like that. And it would suffocate <laughs> trying to tattoo you. <laughs> Is it trying to tattoo or trying to breathe? I'm not yeah. sure. What? We're not trying to hurt the dolphins, everyone. Ooh, I just won't put that out there. A we raccoon. Because they got opposable thumbs. They do have opposable thumbs. I'm trying to think of something with like thumbs and or appendage that could hold. That could actually hold. Yeah. Awesome, maybe. Oh, yeah. It could hang possum. upside down. And yeah. Just yeah. yeah. You'd have to hold that one upside down, too. I feel like a parrot could probably accomplish it. Because parrots are pretty smart. A yeah. Koala. Yeah, they're too. Uh, they'd be too they slow. There's, they're slow, and also they're like high all the time. So, yeah. I mean, and like, for that much, just go to a regular tattoo artist. <laughs> Slo- a sloth, no. Uh, a kangaroo, maybe, possibly. Yeah, they do have like you know, yeah. claw hands kind of thing. I, I feel like that this could be a business. Like, I mean, it animal might take your baby tattoo though, so. artists. Yeah. <laughs> the dingo ate my baby. <laughs> yeah, the dingo I, tattooed my baby. I think, we, <laughs> I think we started a new business. Yeah, animal tattoo artist. Yeah, that sounds like something on Six Ed World. It does. Yeah, it does. Animal tattoo artist <laughs> next on Six Ed. <laughs> I love the fact that we're not only doing Simpson references, now we're doing King of the Hill and, and Daria. Six World. And nice. Daria. I love it. I absolutely love it. But yeah, I thought this story was at least half interesting. Um, again, the tattoo is nothing but just a blob of ink. So it's really, yeah. you know, did the monkey do anything? I guess. It's kind of like uh, the episode of Friends where um, Rachel and Phoebe go to get tattoos and Rachel actually gets a small tattoo and Phoebe's like, I got a tattoo and it's just like one little tiny, tiny dot. dot. She's like, it's it's the world, but from way back in outer space. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> All right. I guess it's that. And who is gonna who's gonna buy an NFT of this thing? Like, are those really still a thing? Apparently, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know, but I thought <laughs> the story was at least funny. Yeah. And we yeah. come up with a whole new business plan for you know animal yeah, tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right, tattoo well, Zoo. <laughs> ooh, tattoo Zoo. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Hey, yeah, it's a Rolling Stones album, Tattoo You. Tattoo, tattoo Zoo. Tattoo Zoo. I dig it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, uh, that's going to do it for this week's GBS News of the Weird. Okay, take it or leave it, Tom. Good stuff on here this week. I don't know. I had some, okay. some decent things. Yeah. Okay, up. first up, uh, I gifted this to Lauren today. Yes. She tried them. I haven't tried them yet. I did. But we are going to try them on Hunger in Kentucky. Okay. Uh, it's a Walmart exclusive, so you can go to the store and buy them. Walmart exclusive. The CFO was kind enough to pick up several packages. Yeah. And that's Dr. Pepper flavored peeps because it is peeps season. Oh, yeah. So, Lauren, you tried them. I did. They looked intriguing. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't think that they were on par with the pickle, uh, the pickle candy (laughs) torture that I put you guys through, which was very kind of you. Um, but yeah, I, I did try them and they were actually pretty good. They really, to me, they really do taste like Dr. Pepper. I'm not a huge Dr. Pepper drinker. So it's been a while since I had a Dr. Pepper. So maybe, you know, your, your mileage may vary on that if you are a Dr. Pepper connoisseur, but I thought it was pretty good actually. So yeah, I'd take these. I'm going to probably eat some more later. (laughs) I mean, I'm into it. I'm not like the world's biggest peeps fan, but honestly, if they're sitting around, I'll eat them. So, and I like Dr. Pepper, so I'm curious to try. Yeah, I'm too. So I'm going to go in fresh. I did. Lauren opened them. 
Uh, when I gave them to her when I got here today, yeah. and she tried them, but I want to go in fresh to Hunger in Kentucky, so I'm not going to try them. Yeah, yes. I'm on the lookout for that this yeah. coming week. And... Uh, I'm taking them. As much as it, it, like all the different peeps annoy me, and I'm a peeps purist because I like the original peeps, Yeah. Um, this one actually, I think, could be a winner. Makes sense. I like yeah. a good peeps variation. Like We had those, what were those ones we had last year where they... Like oh. a Kool-Aid flavor yeah, of Fred Those but, were really good. Yeah, they were okay. I liked them. I, I'm more intrigued by these. And I like the fact that you can actually buy them yeah. at a store. Oh, yeah. And just a quick update on contests. Oh, yeah. Some of us might have entered and didn't win. <laughs> wah, oh, wah. no. That's shocking. Right. I know. Yeah. So. Well... No. I'm sure someone out there, maybe maybe you'll be able to find it like on eBay or yeah. something. The hot sauce, the Mountain Dew, Baja, the Baja. Hot, yeah. hot sauce. I'm assuming Heather didn't win it either. I don't think she, Heather yeah. entered the contest she on did. my behalf as well. She did. She, I don't think she did. Shout out to Heather. She would have Thank told you. me if she did. But she yeah, did. we'll get them next time, Heather. Um, but if anybody won and would like to send Sarah the, I'd be happy to give you my address. She could send it to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, UK actually did win a basketball game to uh, two Saturday last Saturday. It was that wasn't yesterday, but it was the last Saturday. <laughs> I can't they, remember. They've lost point. two games since they actually won the game. So night ago. So they beat Florida. <laughs> It was at Rupp Arena. Mm. We've talked about the blue coats before on here. Oh, right? yeah, the UK yeah, 101 yeah. guys, they're all volunteers. Oh, yeah. Show you to your yeah, they, they don't get paid. You know, we, we've talked about how people just be respectful to them and, and yeah, things like that. Yeah, put down your because, goofy signs if they ask yeah, you. Yeah, right. And that kind of thing. Well, unfortunately, one of the UK 101 members got a little caught up. Uh, it, he, he actually works the... the um, the student section worked the student section, I'll say, and just got a little caught up in what was going on with the students. And there were some Florida fans in a section that were being exceptionally uh, loud oh, and no. kind of rude, I guess, the whole entire game. And this guy, the UK 101 member, was caught on camera flipping off the, oh, to the Florida no. fans with all the students. Like, all the students around him were doing it, and then he kind of just, like, joined in. Yeah, sometimes you get caught up, right? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, UK mm. saw fit to tell him to get out. Oh, um, no. So they dis- dis- uh, disposed him of his blue coat. Um, at least until, what, he's got to wait till he next. He has a one-year ban yeah. through all of next season, and they can come back in 2020. Yeah. The 2024, 2025. Something like well, that. I don't know. So, It'd be worth so flipping it, what's, the bird. What's, what's interesting to me about this is as soon as, when John and I were talking about this, and I'm going to get to the take it or leave it part here in just a second, but uh, John and I were talking about this, and immediately we actually thought of our UK 101 dude who is in our section at football, oh, right? Yeah. And he's like, he, this guy is super nice. He takes, he, he basically is the cameraman for every Aww. person that wants a picture because where our seats are or where he stands is like, it's a really good picture of the field and from the upper level yeah. or whatever. Um, he's a super nice dude. Uh, and you know, I wouldn't want him to get let go for just a, a random flip of the bird caught up in something or whatever. So I guess my, my take it or leave it is, should he have been discharged? Yes, discharged, dishonorably banned, discharged, banned from, for for a year from the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know, on one hand, I do see like you know uh, UK's point of view there that like 
you you want any of your staff and and people who are working on your behalf to have a certain like decorum and to be representing you know your your university your institution in the most you know PC and family friendly way because after all it is a family friendly event and all of that um, but to the same manner like you know guys human guys guy made a mistake. I feel like unless that he's he did something egregious at another point that was you know not within keep, keeping of their rules for some reason that they could have just given him a slap on the wrist and a warning and been like you know maybe like next game you have to sit out and think about what you did or whatever but I, I really especially because like you know he's a volunteer. So, you know, the UK can have a little bit of a deniability and just kind of shrug their shoulders and be like, well, he's a volunteer and we're sorry and we reprimanded him and made him sit out a game. So are you taking or leaving them? I'm leaving it, I think. I think ultimately I'm leaving it. Yeah, I'm leaving this. I'm pretty heavily invested in the free Doug movement. Um, His name's Doug. His name is Doug. (laughs) It's been a pretty big uh, movement on Twitter of the past week. But, uh, I mean, yeah, he's not paid. It's all volunteer he's been a volunteer for 19 years like he said he works football games too and uh he just does it because he loves the team so much and he loves being in their eruption zone and then it seems like too harsh of a like punishment like yeah maybe they're rest of the season because there's only like three more home games or yeah something. well and or, you like, know he should count his blessings he doesn't have to watch that anymore for real <laughs> good point well, and at first they were just gonna straight up never bring him back right so I think because people made such a stink online, they decided to bring him back after a year. But that seems like too long to me, too. I think so. Yes. So you're leaving it. Yeah. Hashtag free well, dog. I hope whenever he comes back, they have like a huge, like, I hope like every sign in there is like, go Doug or hooray for Doug or something. <laughs> I, I hope that they don't forget about him over a course of a year. Even the They guys, welcome him back warmly. Even the Florida guys that were right. causing the stink, like, came out in support of him. And then they photoshopped, like, they had taken a picture of themselves in front of Rupp Arena because it's like a group of guys that want to go to all the SEC arenas. And mm-hmm. it was like their pilgrimage to come to Rupp. So they had taken a picture with all their, like, Florida jerseys on and they photoshopped, like, free Doug on the back of all their jerseys. And they were like, we did not intend to get this guy fired from his job. Like, it's just a joke. We totally understand. We were laughing about it. So nobody wants the guy to be fired except UK apparently. But, yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm leaving this too. Like I said, we immediately thought about our our football dude who's been like working that section forever, right? And like I wouldn't want him to get get sus- like suspended for a year because of some indiscretion that was just like at the at the spur of the moment. And it doesn't and, it doesn't sound like this guy has ever done yeah. anything in the 19 years that he's been doing this to cause anybody any any. Unfortunately, the TV caught it, and that's how people knew it happened because it got on ESPN. And then it got (laughs) it was a scene of kids, and then him right in the middle just flipping a bird. I understand they had to do something about (laughs) that. Like you You can't just a little something, just not sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I think a year is excessive. And we, you know, you say it's call it a family friendly environment, which I guess in a sense that it is. Yeah. But I don't know if if you've ever been watching on TV and you can hear cow screaming I can't imagine oh, you can't goodness. hear him screaming word. in the arena and screaming and cussing yeah uh you know so there's a little Fighting bit of that yeah. refs and acting the sort there of way, is like. 
So I'm leaving it. I get you're representing UK, but at the same time, you know what? He just got caught up and was having fun with the students. And yeah. you know what? Give give the dude a break. He obviously loves doing it, or else he wouldn't be have done it he for wouldn't 19 be doing years, it. Yeah. Right? And he seems like a sweet old yeah. gentleman. Right? Like, just yeah. let him have his fun. I think a year's too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Like we care, we mm. really don't. But uh, don't. you know, so, sometimes you want to put on to smell good, right? Especially mm. for Valentine's Day, you want to get you want to get all gussied <laughs> up, put on to smell good. I like to smell good, and <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about there is perfume and or cologne. Um, and you know, Kyle, utility Kyle, mm-hmm. uh, he he does a lot of work uh, with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm sorry, I couldn't put it I any mean, other way. <laughs> I'm not gonna no. disagree, but. He- <laughs> Well, you did have Sylvia, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, but no, well he, crafted. He does woodworking. He does electrical yeah, he stuff. Does. You know, he, he builds things. Yes, he's he does very handy. Kind of he's a and handy so fella. He is a handy guy. That's why we call him Utility Kyle because he does all the things. But I'm sure in his utilityness <laughs> that he has used WD-40 at some point. Yeah, we got a right? can you out there. Can. Everybody yeah. has everybody has that can of WD-40. Well, now you might as well just go out, I guess, and and now you can use it as perfume because oh, apparently, apparently there is now a WD-40 perfume and or cologne. Uh-huh. It has sold out, but when it comes back on the market, if you want to, you can get it for $48 a bottle. Oh no. Sarah, I'm going to start with you on this one. It is smell good. Uh, I mean, I I wear the smell good. It's not WD forty. It also costs forty eight dollars, <laughs> and it does not come from the WD forty website. So I figured it could. it could if I wanted to, I guess. But I do have a bottle under my kitchen sink. I guess I can just do a little spritz behind the ears if I was feeling extra squeaky. A little dab on the pressure points. <laughs> yeah. Really loosen it up up yeah. there, yeah. But uh, I'm gonna. Well, it is. I'm gonna it, leave this. It is lube. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's, no comment. It's loom for cars. It's loom for social situations. Yeah, I need. I need to. I need for to, everything. I need to put yeah. some on the uh, on the old uh, nook there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave it for the perfume. Aspect. So, Lauren, do you think? Do you think Kyle needs some WD forty? Oh Lord, no. I would hope he would get him something that smells better. Than yeah. That. I mean, I, I, there are a lot of people who enjoy these kind of like mechanic smells, like people who like the smell of gasoline or like people who like the smell of tires i mean i like the smell of gasoline i don't want my body to smell all like of it. these smells yeah like i if it's like in like you know a, a fresh air environment like the smell of gasoline i can kind of see where that one comes from but like the smell of like an auto body shop like seriously like i go in to like a valvoline or something <laughs> and i honestly like get an instant headache yeah like that stuff just it smells horrible to me like even like walking through like the the like you know um automotive section at like a walmart or something like like triggers um almost triggers a migraine in me every time i do it i hate that smell so i could not imagine uh wanting your significant other or yourself to smell in this manner um now however if you had like woodworking smells that's a different entirely <laughs> like the smell of like you know Fresh. freshly sanded mm-hmm. cedar or something Ooh, that yeah. is that is a nice smell so you know 
Maybe less on the mechanical aspect, more on the woodworking aspect gotcha. for your okay. personal stink profile. So you're yeah. you're leaving this. Totally. Oh yes. Uh, you know I. Okay, I'm going to leave this, and here's why. So my dad was a diesel mechanic for his whole entire life, right? And uh, he, I, that that smell that you're talking about, like a gas oil, that kind of, yeah. So that's that's my dad would come burn home. rubber exhaust. Yeah, my dad, my dad would come home smelling like that. Yeah. And obviously, he would take showers and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it it, it kind of evokes so that. Lingering I, yeah. I don't want somebody that like um into to smell like yeah. my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a valid, very valid point. Right. So I'm leaving it. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. And why am I going to pay $48 a bottle for this stuff when I could just go to Walmart and get, what, th- th- what how much does WD-40 cost now? $4? That's what I was going to $5 or something like that? You probably get like a th- yeah. three-pack or something yeah, for something like less. That. But yeah, yeah I, I don't want John to smell like my dad. No, that'd <laughs> yeah. be weird. That would be weird. Or an engine block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, leaving Kiss this. All right, finally, um, yeah, P- Panera has come out with these new baguette sandwiches, right? Have you seen these? The commercial mm. forum? Well, y'all don't watch regular TV like no. that. Is. So, yeah, but they, they do. They have like these melty, toasty baguette sandwiches, mm. right? I do love a baguette. So they have yeah. come out with, uh, of course, they paired with some designer or somebody or the other. I don't know. <laughs> sandwich designer. Some, whatever. To come out with <laughs> a... Sandwich artist. With, <laughs> right, with a baguette. So B-A-G-U-E-T-T-E. Oh, no. And it's, it's a... It's a elongated bag that you could put stuff in, but is also you could put your baguette in it. Um, there are only 500 of them, but for the low, low price of $40, you no. get a purse for your baguette. And they're actually not terrible looking. I'm not super fond of the color. Uh, it's like a green color, and I'm not super fond of that. But in terms of like it being a bag... Um, that you put a sandwich in and also other things. Uh, not not terrible. Not terrible. So what do you all think of the, the Panera baguette? Oh, I see it here. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I could fence it. Okay. I could be convinced to fence it. Okay. Because it just looks at first glance like... Right. It just I, looks like a purse. Yeah, it just looks a like a really long, purse. long clutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, I've been known to have several of. Um, not any that could hold a baguette that I know of. But then again, I've not tried. But, you know. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. True, exactly. I mean, I don't hate it. Would I put a baguette in it? Probably not. Okay. I'm not eating a lot of baguettes. Um, I don't know if that surprises anybody or not. But <laughs> not that I don't like them. I sure. just don't find myself like Fair. enjoying a daily baguette. We don't <laughs> live in Paris. Right. Or you anything. don't ride around your bicycle with some baguettes with poking out. On. With some baguettes poking <laughs> out of the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Pierre Escargo. <laughs> nah. So. Okay. So you're going to fence it. I'll fence it. So you take it for the purse, but not to put a sandwich in. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is... It's a decently cute purse. It is a decently cute, very weirdly long purse. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, that green is not really my kind of green. Yeah, it's, I guess it's Panera's signature green. Ah, okay. That's yeah, what it is. Panera. And it's, I don't, I don't and like it, it. It also has, like, a, a pattern of, uh, I guess that's... That's Panera logo. That's their guess. Panera logo repeated over on yeah. it. Um, I do have a friend who does like small purses and bright green and Panera. Um, so she actually might enjoy this. Okay. Is um, it me? 
<laughs> not <laughs> it all is those not. Um, but uh, you know, there there are people for this. This is probably not the ugliest. It's sold out, or the the worst kind of. Um, I guess uh, restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, clothing oh, yeah. options. We've had worse. Yeah. On, we've had I worse feel like on here before. This is probably the least offensive, offensive yeah. and most actually like like it's potentially practical. practical. Yeah. yeah, and it's a little it's a little eco friendly, right? Because then you're not having to put your sandwich inside of like a paper bag. That's you fair. Yeah, that's just fair. Toss it in your purse. Yeah, and then cut down on waste. I like that. Yeah, sir, so you taking or leaving it? Uh, I'm taking it for other people, but nah, I don't really want this. Plus, you know, I'm I'm like a mom and I. Can't carry like a thousand things right. so i have like one of those giant mom purses yeah so yeah. so you could fit several baguettes in there yeah yeah like yeah, i yeah. could stick it straight up like i basket. could fit like a whole like uh bread bowl in my whole purse. bakery in your purse yeah, yeah. pretty fair, much fair enough fair enough yeah i'm gonna fence this uh i'll i'll take it for the actual the purse because it could be a practical purse that you could use to not put a sandwich in but i'm leaving it for the fact that they want you to put a sandwich in it i feel like you could pretty easily in this purse like like you could put your phone, you could put your wallet in there, mm-hmm. you could, there are keys in there, and they're not all bunched up or bulging yeah. out the yeah. sides. So I mean, I could use it for that. But be very organized with it. Everything could smell like a sandwich. Ugh, I smell like a sandwich. There's your Simpsons reference again. Uh, Lisa, when she gets gum stuck in her hair in the 22 oh. short stories about yeah, Springfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mayo in her. Ma- mayonnaise, peanut butter, yeah. um, all the things. Yeah, ugh, I smell like a sandwich. Yeah, so yeah, I guess I'll take this for the purse, even though I don't carry a purse. If it doesn't fit in my pockets, it's not going with me. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's the least offensive, like, or least best of the worst yeah. um, kind of uh, uh, line it's of better than pair. Like- I don't from know. restaurants. Yeah. Taco now, Bell onesies or something. Now I'm just looking at my Olive own purse Garden. here trying to figure yeah, out yeah. how many sandwiches I could fit in this oh, bad boy. I think you fit a couple. Yeah, I yeah. Sticking up. I'm going to say you could fit eight in there. I bet you know. like There's a whole middle section too that even, you can't even see. Even horizontally looking at your purse, which has like for a Jimmy John's sandwich. Oh, I think wow. You could, you fit, could fit a lot of Jimmy could, John's. You could fit a couple of Jimmy John's oh, in yeah. there. Uh-huh. Absolutely. This would be a good sandwich bag. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> this is my sandwich purse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm ready to go with my sandwich bag. <laughs> sandwich purse. I like it. Nice. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's Take It or Leave It. So, Sarah, what did you think of Urban Artifacts? Far arm. The far arm. Um, it's good. I really like it. It's um deceptively easy drinker for eight and a half percent. Um once again, really don't know what a passion fruit tastes like, so can't tell you if it's actually in there. But I'm getting I'm getting quite a bit of the banana. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not like the fake banana uh-huh. taste or anything, but it's kinda like if you have like a banana smoothie, ah, I kind of get that banana yeah. smoothie taste off it, but really tart. Hmm. So I think the guava is coming through and the banana is coming through. Not sure about the passion fruit, okay. but then again, I don't really sit around eating passion fruit a lot. Fair enough. But it's good. It's not the tartest thing I've ever drank. <laughs> it's not the non not tartest. It's okay. somewhere in the middle. It's somewhere good. in the middle. Okay, yeah. so a little tart. If, if you weren't super a super fan of super sours, that'd be good. Yeah. 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 Nice. So, the Rogue Honey Kolsch, which is the Kolsch-style ale brewed with wildflower honey, um, really delivered on what it promised. It is a nice, light, easy-drinking Kolsch, um, but with a little kick of honey sweetness added to it. Um, I will say, I've not had Rogue's regular Kolsch um, ale before, 
Um, but theirs tasted like it was a little bit hoppier than your oh, average okay, cause one. Okay, because I'm not a huge Kolsch fan, but yeah, if it's hoppier... They usually, yeah, they usually can taste like a little bit of nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this one had a little bit of hops okay. on it. I like um, that. Which I guess is what that gives that a bit of a that um, bitter mm-hmm. and biscuit profile. Um, but then that uh, that honey definitely kind of brings out like that multi edge of mm-hmm. the hops, um, and kind of a nice little like lightly sweet finish. It was really okay. well balanced. It was a super super easy drinker, and I would actually totally have this again. This would be an interesting one, I think, to just have like on draft during the summer somewhere. Ooh, okay. Um, I bet it'd be really good on draft. Yeah, I yeah. think it would be really good on draft, and I think that this would be a really nice springtime beverage. You know, sip this on the patio on a nice crisp spring day i think that would be a, a really nice way all right to to ease into patio season i like it i like nice. it and we're getting closer and closer and closer to patio season we, we are. really are like yeah. i'm hoping we're, we're getting we're, I, as i was driving here today i thought wow we are really getting close to spring of deception yep and yep. It, it makes me nervous because today is like 50 degrees out and it's, yeah. it's nice here today sun's yeah. out yeah but, man it can turn on a dime and it will oh, it, it can, will it turn yeah. like currently so quickly. it doesn't look like it's going to but you never know well and oh then, yeah so we were watching it could be snowing tomorrow we know nowhere. it well, will seriously <laughs> in 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 not to get again not to give down a take the pod car down another road here but uh, the bottom line is we're, we were watching uh tv before i come over here and john had it on like uh one of the local stations or whatever and there was a winter weather advisory in the corner for the eastern part of the state and i'm like what what it's 50 it's gonna be 50 degrees here today what's going on yeah Yeah. i don't know it's crazy all right so what did you all think of the 2023 iteration of the sierra nevada bigfoot barley wine style ale um well when you were reading i had an idea of what it tasted like to me and then i didn't know if it was supposed to taste like what i was thinking but then when you started reading the bottle it was all fitting together Mm -hmm. so very malty very hoppy Mm -hmm. for a barley wine Yeah. yeah very hoppy um i like it all right it's not like a, a super overwhelming flavor mm-hmm. but i mean it's good it's but it's definitely got it, it be, uh, lots well, of hops yeah definitely whatever yeah. it promised on the bottle it delivered, yeah right? absolutely, yeah i was absolutely. a little surprised because whenever you first told me about it you said barley wine i was like oh it's gonna be sweet yeah i it's thought it's gonna be like too. sweet it's gonna be boozy thick. i was it's like gonna be boozy it's gonna be sticky yeah it wasn't it was a lot lighter than mm-hmm. I thought. It yeah. didn't really have For any kind of wine, alcohol absolutely. burn necessarily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it totally packed a hops punch. Yeah, um, hops especially malt right at yeah. there. Yeah, the malt really up the malt front. Hits you I in the think. Front. Yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah, and it's like nice and sweet and kind of, but not in that like syrupy way that some barley yes. wines can get. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then it kind of it finishes off super clean mm-hmm. and yeah. a little. I mean, you know, not not in a bad way, but almost that soapy hop flavor. That yeah. like kind of astringenty kind of it's very bitter on the back end. Yeah, it's, it's in kind a good of way. that like real that real crisp kind of yes. hop flavor. Yeah, yeah, not a juicy or a dank kind of hop yeah. flavor, but that real crisp kind but of. That hop malt flavor. definitely hits you right. Yeah, up yeah front. which yeah. is very weird. Yeah, paired for a bar- with the for hop a bar- flavor yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for a barley wine. I, I think there's a reason this is so popular. Yeah, and I, uh, it's I, an interesting. You know, beer. it really is an interesting style uh, on draft. It's really really good. Um, but I do like the fact that it's not that sweet 
overpoweringly boozy flavor that you expect from a barley wine. Like yeah. When you see barley wine, barley wine, you're like, uh, this is going to be really, uh. yeah. but this is, it's really good. The, the hops are good. The malt's good. And it does have a clean finish. It does. I think it's, yeah. If, if you can still find this, if you see it, highly recommend picking one up. All right. The magnanimous juice Lord. Juice Lord. <laughs> it was, Spa surf juice it Lord. was juicy. <laughs> It was juicy. juicy. Nice. Yeah, it was it was a juicy IPA, man. I don't know what else to say about it. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I am a juice lord. I am a spice surf and a juice lord. Sarah is a spice lord. And maybe a juice surf. I'm okay. Really I don't know. Sorry, whenever you say spice lord, I'm just like, I'm thinking Dune over here. So. Uh, <laughs> see, what I think of is space lord, mother, mother, uh, nice. monster magnet, space lord. No, you got nothing? I have heard this song. Okay, yeah, it's, it's a good song. It's, it's a quality song. Anyway, yeah, Juice Lord, uh, if you like uh, juicy, hoppy IPAs and you're into uh, Citra Mosaic, and I certainly am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pick so it up. Those are the juicy hops. Thanks, Magnanimous. All right, so we are going to be trying those Dr. Pepper peeps. I was getting ready to say, yeah. hopefully we're trying these on the next episode of Hungry in Kentucky which comes out uh, this coming Wednesday, tomorrow when you hear this even, if you're listening to it on the day it comes out. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at HungryNKY. You can send us an email, HungryNKY at gmail.com. And then our show comes out every other Wednesday wherever you find podcasts. And there you yes. go. All right. Well, happy superb owl day to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I hope we get to touch its little beak. Yeah, We'll tell you about that depending on what kind of mood it's in. Um, let us know if you get to touch his little beak uh, <laughs> on Twitter at GRLS Beer Sports on Facebook. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on the Fired Up Network. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio. We are everywhere. Good podcasts are free. And we will see you next week. See ya! Bye. Bye.